0: Welcome everyone to the Google Hub podcast. It's uh, my pleasure to have Dr. Debbie Phillips from the quadrillion and Mike Weller from intelligence consulting partners. Uh, We've put together a series of podcasts specifically on situational awareness, safety programs, active threat mitigation. We feel like this is such an important topic that our industry needs education on. Uh, and education that you can take action on, things that you can do now, as, as well as resources that are going to be available to you at the conclusion of each of our programs. So thank you for being here. So good to, good to have both of you here. So today's topic is, do you have a safety program in place? So let's kick it off with our first question. Why should a property management company have a safety program in place? Maybe we can start with you, Mike, on that topic. Yeah, Jonathan,
1: you know, it's it's pretty interesting when we sit here and talk about some of the basic foundation, fundamental things that, that we need to have in place. I mean, we're faced with a lot of tragedies and, and crisis around the national, you know, around the around the regions. And it's important for us to recognize that having a plan in place uh, certainly helps to um, assist those around us in being prepared in the event that these emergencies happen. Uh, We talk about crisis and when people go into crisis mode, uh, they're either gonna panic or they're gonna go back to what it is that they've been trained to do. And I think it's important for us to recognize having that plan, having that structure in place is gonna allow for all of us to uh, have have a, a solution to a problem. It may not be the exact solution we're looking for, but it's certainly a solution which is better than nothing. And, and I'll talk about some stuff as we,
0: we progress through this. Wonderful. Thank you, Mike. Dr. Debbie, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I, I come today so thankful that we are all joining in this conversation. And I think I shared, in some previous conversations. This really got my attention when I was involved in an active shooter event in 2021. And like most of us, I was going through my day. My head was buried in my laptop and I was on autopilot. And ladies and gentlemen, I will never forget that day as long as I live. And so I am just honored to be here with Jonathan and Mike to talk about this, because if we can just increase our awareness, being present and not distracted. Um, So my whole purpose in being here is to just get us to look up and to take note of our surroundings. So I am just excited about this conversation. We need to be having this conversation every single day.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I look forward to it as well. It's like there's so many different things that we we talk about from a safety perspective. Uh, plenty of OSHA topics that are out there and just common sense items for, for the most part. I mean, even even like fire drills and fire alarms that are all common. And, and I like your comments, both of you. It's like, sometimes you just get into, a, you get into a mindset and you're, and you're not, you don't have that kind of like trigger, so to speak, that's prepared for a situation that could arise. So thank you so much. So Mike, back to you, how does a, having a safety program in place help prevent a potential crisis? Well,
1: it goes back to this, you know, I think I think Debbie brought up some very, very valid points is that sometimes we lose focus with just the most basic concepts and we get so caught up in our day to day activities that we lose what we call that situational awareness, just knowing what's happening, right? what's what's occurring i mean somebody walks past me that could be the next problem or, or whatever is going on and i'm just so buried as debbie said into my laptop or into my cell phone nowadays right that i'm losing that that edge and in mm-hmm. order to have that edge and in in here's the here's the biggest thing jonathan right what we don't want to do is we don't want people to be in fear in their lives right we want people to live a robust uh, life within within our environment, but at the same time, being able to be focused on those things that could be tragic, and and here, here's a simple a simple thing, It's having a strategy in place, and one of the things I talk about a lot of times is this, is that you know we all travel around and we all spend time in hotels, and and as we spend time in hotels. Um, if if a fire or something were to occur, uh, do we have a strategy in leaving that hotel room? Do we look at the plan on the back of that door that they provide provide to us to say, hey, this is where I need to go to? And more importantly, I'll go one step further. Do people mm-hmm. take it to the next level and actually walk down to see is that stairwell available? Is that stairwell really there? Is it under construction? Um, there's been horrific events that have happened nationally where people are creatures of habit. We're going to go and come in the directions that we typically have come and gone and not realizing that there's an exit door just to my left or just to my right, and I could get out of there and, and escape this. So it's about having that that um, intuition, pers- or I guess, for a lack of better terms, of, of insight and looking into some of these additional things to establish. And and we talk, we're talking about from an internal part of a business as well, but this is external, right? The more we challenge ourselves with these concepts, the better person we're going to be and the more we're gonna
0: see kind of the world in HD, if that makes sense. Oh, I love it. That's an awesome, awesome perspective, you know. Uh, thank you for that, Mike. Uh, Dr. Debbie, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, again and and I don't want to keep going back to my defining day, but I have to remind us all that we're only as strong as our default. And I I talk about three areas: mindset, skill set, and action. Our my mindset that day Going into that airport, I was no more aware of my surroundings. I was going through the TSA. My, my immediate thought was, how quickly can I get into my laptop and jump into those emails before my flight takes off? Um, yeah. So, the mindset, the skill set, thankfully, now with, with Mike and Pete um, and, and the programs that we have done recently. I now, my head is on a swivel. Uh, When I walk into a room now, I look for an exit. I think about sitting on an end cap. You know, when you have something catastrophic in your life, it changes you. And it can change you for the good, or it can change you uh, for the detriment. But I use that day as a reset. And so Mike and Pete and through their training, they have taught me just some simple strategies. Um, and I hope that in this program and in future programs, we can talk about this. And the more we talk about it, the more it it just kind of bakes into our, our psyche.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Love both of your perspectives because It seems all too often, it's like we, we hear of an incident. There's a lot of media attention to the incident and then the dust sort of settles. And, you know, at times we can either distance it out of our head, hoping that it won't happen again. And from a a leadership standpoint, we might be doing the same thing. And that can be catastrophic for our team, for our, for our company. If we don't have something in place. So I appreciate that so much. I think it's such a powerful message, uh, being aware that these things do happen and, and not necessarily creating a culture of fear within our organization, but having a culture of prevention and that's just, it's fantastic. I love this message. So let's kind of dive into that a bit more that culture, uh, Mike and and Debbie. How does having a safety program, um, ha- having that in place, um, the 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 team is aware of it. Our employees are aware of it. How does that help create a positive company culture? What are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, it's interesting that you asked
1: that, Jonathan. And one of the things that I always talk about is this, the value and the assets of our employees, right? The value is really that's who they are. They're gonna to come to work. They're gonna feel comfortable coming to work. They're gonna engage. They're gonna become more powerful employees. So I use the word empowerment, right? So what we're basically doing is we're giving our, not only our organization, but we're giving our um, our membership, our employees that we serve with the, the autonomy, if you will, to become not only better employees, knowledgeable employees, but also good people within society. And I think that that goes a long way. I think the more the more that we empower them, um, the more they're going to step up and they're going to see a, a problem. And they're going to try to solve problems uh, because they're they going to think that they're valued as an employee. So I think it's important that we recognize how this can spin in a positive way, both internally and externally from that organization. And then think about what services are gonna be rendered back. So as an employee, I look at my, my employer cares so much about me and my family to have some strategy plans in place, but I think they need to be reminded sometimes. How often do we walk down the street and realize that, holy cow, I got it pretty good. And uh, you know, people are around me are really looking out for my best mm-hmm. interests. So I think that that's a, a component that's beneficial in implementing programs. Because you talked about OSHA from the beginning, right? We got workplace violence. We've got mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. sexual harassment. We got all these different things in which we talk about. But do we really talk about? Um, active threat mitigation? And do we really talk about some of these conceptual things that can help prevent these things from even getting off the ground? So that's kind of my take on the
0: importance of having a strategy in place. Yeah, very nice. And and I appreciate uh, you, know, you and Pete being able to work with you over the years and your your years of experience in being a, in in teaching people and in being in those situations and and helping so many different organizations across the country really capture the essence of safety and active threat mitigation so we you know I'm grateful to to you and your organization for all the work that that you do and appreciate those amazing comments on on how we just wanna create that positive culture. Dr. Debbie, what are you, what are your thoughts when it comes to safety program and company culture? I know you've got an, a beautiful perspective as well.
2: Well, here's what I wanna say about culture. And anybody that knows me, knows my, my big, big, big means you need to write this down. And when it comes to culture, there's three important things that everyone needs to to remember. Number one, trust. Can I trust you? Employees today want to know that there is a culture of trust. Number two, do you set a bar of excellence? What gets talked about is baked in to the conversations between all the team members. So do you set a bar of excellence? is safety being talked about every single day and by the way we know that when you have a best friend at work uh that is significantly um, impactful on culture because and safety it's one of the number one predictors of a strong culture when you have a best friend at work that you care about somebody so number one can i trust you number two do you set a bar of excellence? And number three, do you care about me as a person? When you care about somebody, you show concern. You don't let them, uh, you know, go into a a situation uh, unprotected, whether it be, you know, keying locks or lifting with a, you know, uh, back brace. Um, I mean, safety is something that we should all be talking about every single day. And I just want to share with friends, you may know this great uh, mentor. He passed away in 2020, George Lane. And George Lane was an icon in our business. And he was so focused on safety. He gave all of the team members on the service team red hats. And every Thursday, the team, and and this has been years and years ago, everybody knew that Thursday was red hat day. And I reflect on that because it was a habit. And when we have habits, we can be stronger. And I think it's just so important, you know, first we make our choices, then our choices make us. So we've got to choose to have a culture of safety.
0: For sure. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that uh, little story about Mr. Lane also. Yeah, I so many impactful leaders and he definitely was one in our industry. So I, I love this conversation. I love that we've started this series out with an amazing just framework for our audience to really capture the essence of what they can do next like this is a message that we're we're having a moment where we've educated ourselves we're going to share this and educate our staff we're going to look for opportunities that we can go to the next level and train our team members and and develop that culture of safety so, Mike Weller from Intelligence Consulting Partners. Thank you, Dr. Debbie from the Quadrillion. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we're grateful to start this series off with this episode and look forward to more being published in in the near future as we develop our topics together. So thank you for being on the show. Uh, Mike, how can people connect with you? Uh, You want to tell us a little bit about your organization, how people can find you? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. First off, I want to thank both of you guys for taking the time and being a part of this important conversation, as (laughs) you've already illustrated, right? I think that um, so many times we allow things just to um, sit on the desk and we hope that it won't happen to us or something tragedy won't take place. Unfortunately, we're all plagued with crisis from time to time. And it's how we respond to that crisis, right? How we how we can internalize what it is that we need to do in order to have success. Because unfortunately these events aren't going away. Um, unfortunately we're, we're faced with a lot of mental health issues and crises, which is probably time for another podcast at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is at this point we've been, we've been doing this, um, myself and Pete for well over 30 years. Um, And that even dives back into our law enforcement days as well. Um, And we decided that we were going to make some differences. We were going to make some changes. Uh, Reaching us uh, via website is probably the easiest. And that would be at uh, www.intelligenceconsultingpartners.com, ICP for short. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that's the easiest way in our bios and All the things that we do and provide uh, we go out and we try to partnership and and make relationships Uh, we don't see ourselves as um, subcontractors or contractors of stuff but we we try to be part of the family is what we'd like to be and be a part of that foundation moving forward so
0: again intelligenceconsultingpartners.com is probably the easiest way to get a hold of us Okay. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Dr. Debbie, how can people stay in touch with you, connect with you?
2: Yes. I I want you to think about Debbie at the quadrillion, not million trillion, but the quadrillion. And you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Debbie Phillips. But again, uh, I'm just honored to be here. And I feel like I'm just you know, one of the supporters of of what Mike and and Pete have done and their body of work. So uh, I have personally benefited from their counsel and I just wish everyone uh, to just increase your presence. Just be present. Uh, There's no substitute for being present and putting down the technology and living wholly and fully. So thank you, Jonathan, for this important topic.
0: Yeah. And thank you both. It's been an an amazing and enjoyable conversation. Uh, I feel good. I feel safe. And I think our audience, I know our audience are are gonna walk away from this with some beautiful nuggets of information on what they can do today and in the future for for not only for themselves, but for their loved ones and for their teams. So thank you both. We look forward to our future episodes, but until next time, thank you everyone for joining us on the Jubilee Hub podcast. Take care.